Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, cast and crew. We hope you've been enjoying our brand new series. We have been so excited to bring you another longer form story, and we can't wait to share what's next with each and every one of you. So in the meantime, if you'd like to continue supporting Cast Party, head on over to patreon.com slash for countless exclusive perks. You could be listening to this story right now with the entire cast over on our Discord. You could be chatting with the entire crew, getting exclusive behind-the-scenes episodes, hilarious bonus monthly one-shots, or just showing some love to your favorite D&D podcast. Patreon.com slash castparty. We'll see you there. And hey, at 250 patrons, Xander and Sebastian are going cryptid hunting in the woods. Yes, they're literally trying to send me to Barovia for a damn Patreon goal, so patreon.com slash castparty, I guess. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew, and good luck. Welcome, cast and crew, back to Nocturne, a Curse of Strahd tale. My name is Ryan McManus, and I will be your director for today. You can find me running the Cast Party socials at Cast Party D&D, or on my personals at Rye.McManus. And I am joined today by my lovely cast and crew, finally in Barovia. We have Vince! We made it! Hi, I'm Vince. I'm playing Theron, the man of hope seeking retribution. Oh my gosh, I have to do this. Uh, and we yes, have you Sin! Do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I'm DMing, let's go! <laughs> Holy shit. Salutations, I'm Sin, and I'll be playing Osria, finding courage in the face of fear. And you can find me in all my socials at sensationally.me, C-I-N instead of S-E-N. We have Christian. Hey guys, I'm Christian. I'll be playing Tannis, a chain forged in blood. And you can find me on my socials at Captain Carlson. That's Captain.Carlson on TikTok and CPT.Carlson on Instagram. And finally, we have May. The energy in this Discord call is kind of feral tonight, and I it can't is. wait to see what it means for, <laughs> the, for this episode. Uh, my name's May, and I'm playing ZL, slaying in all meanings of the word. I am May Lafay on all the social media websites, all of them, every single one. With introductions out of the way, let us get into our recap. You guys have never heard how I do recaps before. So, in a way of keeping us oh. lighthearted and oh, no. fun in a spooky, spooky adventure, 
I don't like it. You're really gonna do this? <laughs> I really am, you're, Vince. You're really gonna do this? Okay, all right. I would like to introduce you to the recap poem series. Mm. Excuse me? Where I take our recaps and poemify them, usually to the theme and rhythm of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yes. So let's get into it. <laughs> I, I am telling you right now, he actually kills it, dude. On board. I'm actually so in. Take it away. We opened on a tavern, the Enchanted Hearth, bustling with patrons seeking comfort and warmth. We met a Leonin, Osria, preparing dinner, who was quickly interrupted by her bartender, the Sinner. Oh, sorry, I meant Gar, who was looking for guidance, for Kern hadn't paid and was waltzing out in defiance. You gathered his coin as we moved to a chair to find a brooding young lad just reading over there. As a man approached him, and no name was given, but he wanted to fight even with his impaired vision. He miserably failed to shove Tannis's boots as a sly smile was given. The drunken man did a scoot. While the tavern door flew open and coming in from the rain, a sun elf was glowing, her beauty maintained. And striking she was, enough to be approached by a small halfling named Rent, who quickly encroached. Rent was hoping to swoon Ziel and sweep her off of her feet, but the dinner party was at hand, leaving him hopeless and meek. Turned down once again, Z joined Osri at the table with a slight nod to Tannis, who she clearly did not favor. As we moved upstairs, away from the chatter, Theron struggled to sleep when he awoke from a clatter. A rambunctious teen had slipped through the window, grabbing some bread and a dagger before being intimidated for info. Theron helped the boy out the window, but I wouldn't say gracefully, as he smelled the food from downstairs, some duck and some pastries. The immaculate feast that Osria had prepared was ready to be eaten, along with wine to be paired. But the dinner wasn't just that, it was more of a ruse, to gather some strong friends as she finally broke the news. A stranger had approached her one night prior, seeking aid for his home and some adventurers to hire. Aragal waltzed in and interrupted your dinner to bring you an envelope and a job to consider. A curse must be lifted and aid is required, so you all decided you were officially hired. You slept for the night, some here and some there, till the smell of fresh coffee filled the tavern air. You gathered your things and all headed west. Barovia awaited, but what happened next was confusing and strange. While Ziel grilled Theron, the conversation halted when family was mentioned. The still in the air was interrupted by mist, Engulfing you on either side, it was heavy yet swift. You found yourselves alone, your friends gone from your side. Nothing but fog could be seen by your eyes. A moment in time, but felt like eternity. Osria's heart races as she panics internally. She begins to backpedal, bumping into Tannis, as the fog begins to dissipate, and you find where you've landed. A new dreary landscape lies ahead from sunshine to darkness to a land filled with dread. And so the scene is set, but before we move too fast, the question I ask is, Tannis, what's your armor class? First of all, bars, that's yes. wild. That was the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Ryan! I told you he does good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But back to, back to reality. Tannis' armor class is a whopping 14. Azria, what did you roll on your claw attack? 23. That is going to hit. 
Will you please do damage on Tannis? Seven damage. As she, like, panics and just grip her claw into the first firm thing her claw finds and makes purchase with. I think I should clarify as well. I mentioned that Tannis is crouched, so I think the first thing that claw finds is Tannis' face. So I'm going to take that claw to the face. It's enough that it fully sends Tannis to the ground and sort of like skidding a bit, just like blood gushing from this claw wound to the face. The rest of you, Ziel and Theron, you witness this happen as the fog drifted off your bodies. You emerge into Barovia, seeing this new land and this gruesome sight. Tannis is going to like try to stand up, like groaning and clutching his face, just like, ah. Oh. What was that? God, my face! Oh, oh my god. Tannis, I'm so sorry. And Osiris, I'm gonna try and help you up. Tannis is gonna get up on his own, getting a little bit of distance, and then his right hand is gonna go back to clutching this wound. Looks around very quickly to Theron and Ziel. His eyes are wild a little bit now, kind of feeling like something is happening that he wasn't aware of after the mist. What just happened? Did you... Did you see the fog? Did someone do the fog? Was it... What just happened? It's fine. We're, we're fine. The, the fog is back there. We we got through it. Here, and Zeal, step forward and grab your face between our hands. She will heal you. So the shimmering gold light will come out of her hands, and I would like to heal you for five hit points. And maybe the bleeding stops. Listen, it, it was an accident. Tannis, that pierce and that claw rip slowly begins to be stitched up by this golden essence that ZL is giving off from her palms. Okay? You're okay. Thanks. Everyone else is okay? I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I thought it was like a rock or a tree. I didn't mean to hit your face. No, it, it's, it's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Theron is still standing in place with his sword held in hand, mist still going around, shimmering around the sword, ignoring everybody, basically, and just checking out the environment, seeing if there's anything to be seen. Theron, while the rest of them converse, why don't you give me an investigation check? Can I sort of try to stealthily put my chain dart away? I realized I didn't do that. Give me sleight of hand. I feel like we were distracted by your bleeding face. Yeah, there's a lot of commotion going on as this attack went off. A lot of confusion and a lot of chaos, so it would be a perfect opportunity for you to slip it back on. Ten? You are able to slip it back on. Anyone who was really paying attention, potentially Osria, might have seen a little glint of metal. But aside from that, you feel your hand safe and sound in that leather glove. That was a five for my investigation. The abrupt change in scenery is just too much. The fog is still wisping across your face. It's glinting off of your sword as it just waves behind you and directly behind your back. It is a near wall from ground to as high as you can possibly see before it's lost in the sky. Just a wall of fog that hangs indefinitely. Doesn't seem like we're turning back anytime soon. No, your friend might have mentioned that we had to be teleported through fog in order to get to Barovia. Seems like an important detail to leave out. I didn't know. I'm sorry. What type of teleportation could do this? 
No, I guess I didn't know there was something that could do this either. Did anyone see or hear or feel anything in the fog with any clues at all as to what just happened? I didn't see anything, but I... I got a really strong scent of death. That scent is ever stronger as the fog dissipated. You can sense it's coming right off of the road to your left. Is that smell death or is it undead, if that question makes sense? Tannis, I'll let you roll. Let's do survival or investigation, your choice. That's a 15 for survival. You have encountered the undead before. You know that specific scent that they give off. This is a corpse. Not reanimated, but lying just off the side of the road. 15 feet away that you can both gather, Azria and Tannis. I'm going to look to the corpse and then look back to the group. Well, that doesn't exactly bode well, does it? Maybe we should go back and maybe find someone who's really experienced in this. I don't know if this is what I thought I was here for. Uh, See, how do we get back? I think going back would be worse. We should continue. There's people ahead who are waiting for us. It'll be safer. And they can tell us how to avoid the fog on the way back, right? Wouldn't the fog be the thing that happened that brought us here, though? Don't we need it to leave? Maybe, but maybe not. If we can avoid it, we should try. I did not enjoy that. I don't think anyone else did either. No, I did not. And if I could avoid another claw to the face, I think I will. It'll be fine, Azria. We're going to be fine. We just have to figure out where we are and find a way forward. I'd also like to avoid this godforsaken smell if we could somehow get away from it. I have a sneaking suspicion there's going to be a lot more of that. I don't like the look of this place. Ryan, how many hours have we been traveling at this point? Has it been five hours? Aragal said that it was some five-hour march west from Avrosa. You would assume that right around the four-hour mark is when this mist came and engulfed you all. All right, well then we we still have an hour to go. We're we're on track. It's fine. We'll just we'll just continue on. If we're staying, do you guys mind if I maybe put my armor on just in case? I think it would just make me feel a lot safer. Yeah, let me help you. Quickly. Can I any further investigate this corpse that I've spotted and see if I can glean any further details or anything around it that might be useful as far as, like, what happened? Uh, You got a 15 on your survival slash investigation? Yes. We'll use that. But I am going to need a separate survival check as the foul scent leads you off of the path to a human corpse half buried in the underbrush. The young man appears to be a commoner. His muddy clothes are torn and raked with claw marks. And in his hand is an envelope. Tannis, what was your survival check? To 12. Tannis, you grew up with animals like these. You can see that crows have clearly been at the body. The body itself is surrounded by hefty, hefty paw prints bigger than your head. The man has clearly been dead for several days with large gash marks across his chest, across his appendages, his face barely recognizable. 
These are direwolf claws. For a moment, Tannis is going to feel his breath catch in his throat as images flash very quickly through his mind, moments, memories. And for a moment, a dull feeling of panic starts to ignite in the back of his mind. But with a very trained focus, he's going to stifle that back down, breathe deeply, and I'm going to go and grab the envelope that's in his hand. Open it up and read it right here. Hail thee of might and valor. I, the Burgomaster of Barovia, send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Kuliana, has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. Now my dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Kolyan Andronovich, Burgomaster. I think as Tannis reads this, he sort of rereads some of it a little bit, looks at the body again, and I'm going to slowly make my way back to the group with this letter held aloft in one hand. I think this might be a bit bigger than we originally imagined. And I'm going to just sort of hold the letter out for anyone who wants to look at it themselves. As he holds the letter up, Tannis, behind you, your keen ear would pick this up, again, having grown up with these beasts. Maybe 100, 150 feet away, you hear howls behind you. Again, I think there's that moment of panic, hearing the howl. I would like to try and hide that if possible. Make me a constitution saving throw. Does Osriel also hear them? You all hear them. You can hear it off in the distance. That's a 13. Tannis, as you emerge back from the woods, you gather around your party members, you hold up that envelope, and you hear the howl behind you the second that envelope is raised. It eats at your core. It sends a shiver down your spine. You're able to control most of it, but anyone looking closely would definitely see a little eye twitch and that facade fade for just a second. <clears throat> uh, so if anyone wants to read this letter that would or not I can always just hold on to it if no one's interested why don't you just read it to us oh yeah sure uh, well it's essentially um, there's a lot of flowery text but essentially there's vampires and this letter would suggest that we should find all the holy men that we can in order to essentially wall the city off and kill everyone inside Z is holy. Kind of. I mean, vampires are extremely evil creatures that I can't say I've encountered, but we we can't leave an entire city to themselves. I don't know if we have any holy force like that in Evros. How big is the city they speak of? I would imagine city-sized. With Tannis holding it out, does the writing on the outside of the envelope look like the writing on the envelope? that was given to Osria. The writing on the inside is nearly identical. 
Tannis, could I actually see the letter? Oh, yeah. And it hands it to you. Osria's gonna pull out her letter. So, the letter is from the same person, but the one we got called Irina his lover, and now in when Tannis found, it's his daughter. I'll peer over her shoulder at these letters. Well, it says the love of his life, that not necessarily... It, it could be his daughter still. But I'm confused because the one we got says that she's alive and suffering, but the one Tannis says here says that she's dead. Or rather, I guess, undead? Right, it, it seems like sort of a vampire situation. I, I, I figured we'd probably just kill them. Right? That seems like the pretty logical step forward, you know? I mean, she, what, they've become vampires? We just kill a vampire. Have any of us ever dealt with any vampires before? I run a tavern. I don't fight things. I, I break out tavern fights. So you're telling me you have no hand-to-hand -hand combat experience? I don't fight people, and you see, like, as Osri is in this armor, it's a lot tighter than her regular clothes, and you see, like, a lot of very defined, like, muscles through the armor. Theron, as well as the two nearly ten-foot poles on her back, one being a glaive, the other being a halberd. You walk with that armor and those weapons, and you stand here and tell me you have not once taken a life. I don't... I don't fight people. I don't go out and purposefully kill people. Um, these are family... They, they were passed down. They were given to me as gifts. Um, Tannis, direwolf howls, hundred feet away. Look, guys, I appreciate that we're trying to get through all the secrecy here. It's clear that we all have something that we're keeping close to the chest. That's fine for now. There are direwolves probably a hundred feet away from us at this point, so if we want to get ready for that, maybe, or at least be on guard. That might be ideal, yeah? If they're that close, they definitely have our scent. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Osiris gonna, like, very awkwardly hold the glaive. Just, like, hands too close together. Z, I hope you're prepared as well. Yeah, I'll, uh, unsheathe my shotel, which is a curved sword, and she has a shield that she carries on her back as well, so she will prepare that. Can I look for a place to hide? <laughs> are you <laughs> that is entirely up to you the road does indeed continue through the forest the dirt path that you wound up on emerging from the fog there are dead trees it is a little more condensed here i'm gonna try to like get myself in a more concealed position behind one of these dead trees i think i'm gonna look at the party i'm going to as i move I'm gonna reach into my satchel and i'm gonna try and put on my cloak and this very featureless almost blank metal mask that just has these two eye slits that are cut out of it i'm gonna put that mask over my head flip up this hood and i'm gonna try and conceal myself in some of this dead foliage just off of the path z will step forward like up to where osria is but i want to be a little bit in front of her we should make haste Theron will just start heading straight down as he leads the group down the road. He'll just look behind him and you can see his sword, that mist, just gets a little bit more thick 
moves a little bit faster and his eyes get a little bit brighter. I hope you're all ready. And he just keeps walking forward. The road itself will lead you west. The howls are coming from the south. Okay, so we're walking we're walking away but we're on guard. Ozzy, you stay you stay up here and then I'll go to like the back of the or like the wherever I think is going to put me in between everyone and the wolves. Are you sure? I know you're better at fighting. I just I don't want you to be the one who gets hurt either. I'll I'll be fine. It's just some dogs. Don't worry about it. And they, they'll probably just they're probably just going to follow us a little. They're just interested. It, it'll be fine. Conversely, Tannis is on his highest guard, winces as he ejects his blade into his hand. If at all possible, I'd like to just focus all of my attention on those howls as I sort of like creep through some of this brush, trying to keep myself, you know, hidden. But my focus is definitely not on the path or even on the party. It is absolutely on those dire wolf howls. Tannis, give me survival check with advantage. 16. As you are maybe five, ten feet off the road, you're watching your friends march along as they head west, away from where they came. You're tracking, you're shifting through the woods, these dead branches trying to avoid them as to not bring any attention to yourself. And you're hearing the wolves in the distance every so often. You hear the howl, a beat, and another howl. You never hear them get closer than a hundred feet from you. It's almost like they're walking through the woods alongside you. They may be tracking, or they may just be curious, but they never break that hundred feet. They're just animals. We don't want to engage them. They're just doing animal things. It is probably about 20, 30 minutes of walking along this muddy dirt path west towards Barovia hearing those continuous howls sending little shivers down your spine goosebumps along your arms but again they never seem to get closer as you continue you finally see a break in the forest you are marching down the road and you spot a river off to your left as you exit the cluttered tree line maybe 50 foot wide rushing to the west just off your current path it's your first sign of color since you've been in Barovia, it's refreshing, yet it almost enhances the dreary atmosphere around you. This river flows parallel to the winding road as it leads you to your first glimpse of civilization in the distance. Tall shapes almost loom out of the fog. The muddy ground underfoot finally gives way to slick, wet cobblestone, and the tall shapes become recognizable as village dwellings. Tannis, as you exit the tree line and meet up with your friends, you peer back, marching, almost guarding their territory. You see them as they flash in between the trees. Red, red eyes and piercing growls of direwolves. But ahead of you is civilization, if you could call it that. The windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness, and it seems almost utterly abandoned. Doors are boarded up, roofs are caved in, and not a street lantern in sight to help you peer through the mist. 
as you stand just outside of this village in what looks like an old farmland. Dead crops, ramshackled shack, and a broken down picket fence. As I come out of the tree line, I think I'm going to, as I'm watching these dire wolves, to a certain extent, there's a level of like, when you've been in a state of increased focus for a long time, that fatigue starts to wear on you. Seeing the dire wolves sort of run past feels almost, in that bizarre way, almost like a relief to finally see the thing that sort of has been lingering on like the edge of your imagination. To see them leave, I think for a moment, Tannis is going to feel every muscle in his body lock with tension. He's gonna take a deep breath, sort of wince again as he retracts that blade back into his palm. He's gonna take the mask off, put it in his satchel and turn back to the group as I rejoin them after the 30, 40 minutes of walking in the tree line look out on this desolate looking civilization you think anyone's home only one way to find out well ladies first i'll go first what should i be afraid it's just a town they only mentioned one vampire in the letter right tennis is going to look to all of the boarded up houses and this like ramshackle shack and then look back we've already found corpses so it's not looking great, but, you know, but like you said, only one vampire, right? What could go wrong? But you said they were wolf claws, right? That is explainable. There's one vampire that we know of, and that's what we're going to go off of. It's not like it's going to be a town full of vampires, right? I've heard worse. I feel like now that you say that, now I'm worried about that. Oh, sorry, sorry, Azria, that's not what I meant. I just... No, it's, it's true. That would be a ridiculous thought. An entire town full of vampires said, no, it's impossible. Couldn't happen. We still tread lightly. I think you're right. We should be careful, but we don't need to run away either. I mean, the burgomaster, he must be some sort of noble or ruler or something, right? Does it look like, like there's any sort of like noble estate or like castle in this town that we can see from where we are? Or is it all just pretty regular... From where you are, looming out of the fog, two buildings do stand out to you on the opposite end of the village. One looks to be a church, a chapel, a temple of some sort, with the high-pointed architecture piercing through the fog. The other is one of few two-story houses that you see in this village. However, this one is a lot wider than the smaller, more compact houses that line these streets. Ah, a church. If there were vampires here, then we'd be safe there. So let's let's start there. I would like to march towards the church. is gonna follow close and then grab Ziel's hand, if she would allow it, and just like nervously like squeeze it. She won't let go until you do, so if you just wanna hold hands, we can hold hands. The whole campaign never lets go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, I guess as they walk off ahead, I'm going to turn to Theron, and I think I'm going to sort of just like that same shrug that I gave him after patting him on the head. It's that same shrug that's kind of apologetic. I think Z's right. If something did happen here with vampires, they probably hold up in the church, so there might be clues there as to what happened in this place. I still think tread lightly, stay quiet, but move forward. And I'll put the sword on my back, and you can see his emerald eyes just slightly 
don't glow as bright. Right. And he's going to turn and walk off towards the church. His eyebrows furrowed just a little bit in thought, trying to put all the pieces together. Having seen the mist on the sword, the eyes change, the attitude, all of it floating around Atandis' head with information that he's heard in passing, trying to put the picture together as to who this Theron guy is. Can I ask you a question? It might be kind of silly. I'm sure it's not. Go ahead. When Theron called his sword his partner, does that mean like dating? Because you asked if he had like a lover and then that was his response. And how would that work? Well, all I can say is that I don't really know him well enough to know yet, though I guess it was kind of romantic to get a seat for his sword. And everyone is entitled to their own way of loving. Even if it's a little different, we should let them do that, because it's love, and it's not going to hurt anyone, right? I, I didn't I didn't think it was bad. I just, I wasn't, I, I just don't know how it works. Well... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and Z just starts cracking up. Z starts thinking about it. I think she just like cracks up because she's actually thinking about the mechanics. Does Theron hear any of this? Ziel and Osria did march ahead. You guys were quick on the trail. Theron, if you would like, I would let you roll investigation to see if you want to eavesdrop on their conversation. Heck yeah. You definitely see them laughing, so. <laughs> how, about, how about a good old 18? Nearly every word, Theron. It is kind of hard to miss Ziel's piercing voice. I'm being nice, though. (laughs) As you are nearly entering the threshold of this village, again, it's quiet. The only thing you hear is the trickling of the river maybe 50 feet away, and Ziel's voice nearly echoing through these abandoned streets. I'd like to turn back and throw a wink at Theron. As I'm like pulling my like the hood of my cloak down, I'm going to look back and then just fully wink and smirk as I turn back to continue following. Only Tannis would see this as he's doing that. As Theron hears all of that, you can see those purple wisps, two little strands come out of the sword and they just make their way towards Z and Osria. Give a little tug on their ears. I'm using mage hand. Uh, ow. Turn around and look at him. Stone cold face walking forward like nothing happened did you get bit or something my ear just hurt for a second why have we stopped walking yeah, that's a good question did we see something no we were just having thoughts no we heard that we heard that i think we all heard oh got anything to contribute not to you and just pushes through the both of them and just keeps moving forward and is now leading the way tanis is gonna follow in that wake and he's going to look straight at uh, ZL and then just kind of throw up a cocky eyebrow and that smirk almost as if like, a, well, and then walk past. He will also throw a slightly apologetic look at Azria. I'm sorry. I can't believe that happened. And then continue following after Theron. I'm just going to shrug. I don't know. It sounds kind of guilty to me, but okay. Azria's going to keep holding ZL's hand and just keep going. And you can have romance alone anyways. <laughs> Just like you talking about. With the two boys in front now leading the way, you enter the village that you had seen in the distance. And marching through these streets, 
nearly abandoned. It's cold. Your footsteps are echoing off the cobblestone. And as you head in, you see straight ahead of you, to the west, were those two specific buildings. The church and the much larger sort of building that caught Ziel's eye. But from the north, Osria, down one of the side roads, you hear the pitter-patter of small feet on the stones as they rush up to the only comfort they've seen in God knows how long. A small child is now clinging to your leg, sobbing into your armor. She has pale, famished-looking skin. A small bob cut frames her soft face with strands falling over her dark, circled eyes like she hasn't gotten a wink of sleep in years. Despite her appearance, she is donned in somewhat noble-looking attire, albeit dusty and covered in dirt. And the same goes for her baby brother, standing 15 feet behind her, cowering under his hooded jacket as he clings to a raggedy stuffed doll with two big buttons for eyes. She sobs into your leg, seeking comfort from a large teddy bear. Our baby brother's trapped in there with the monster. She then points to a tall brick house that has seen better days. A small stone staircase leads up to a gated plot of land holding this ramshackled excuse for a home. You can tell from the architecture and slight minute details that this house used to be one of grandeur and status, but now its windows are dark. Empty holes where bricks used to lie are scattered along the walls. One of the support beams holding up the covered entrance and the gated portico on the ground floor is cracked in half as the wooden awning leans slightly to one side, but the rusty gate is slightly ajar, almost welcoming you all. Osrio's gonna let go of C's hand and just kind of immediately crouch down to this child. Oh, um, here, okay. She's first of all gonna pull out a little pastry and it's a little croissant and hands it to the child. Sobbing, she pulls away at the smell of food, grabs it again as if she hasn't eaten in God knows how long and it is devoured in seconds. She even licks the crumbs off of her hand. Thank you. Your hands are really dirty, and Osiris gonna pull out a little stone and put them on the child. Firmly use her hand to hug the child's hands, and the stone automatically just cleans her hands. You cup these small child's hands with your large paws, making the tiny little child's hands disappear. And when you let go, the hands emerging from the sleeves are pristine and clean. Do, do you and your brother need more food? See, do we do we help them? Um, they said their baby brother is trapped. He's in the he's in the house. We just we I don't care about food right now. We just gotta make sure he's safe. I'll crouch down too. I think when I hear the sobbing, I'm gonna turn to look and watch this situation go down. I the house. I guess at this point, Tannis is kind of on board with going in. There's probably something of note inside this house as far as what happened to this place. So he's going to cross, keep his distance though from the child. He has the inkling that perhaps his rather 
glower expression may not be entirely helpful in this situation so he's gonna just stay a solid five feet away from the two comforting the child cross his arms awkwardly wait to see what happens next clears his throat just <clears throat> can i crouch down next to osria and i'll take the little boys or i'll reach my hands out to him i'm not gonna take his hand so he doesn't want me to but i'll offer them sweetheart what's your name the smaller child, the baby brother, does walk up to meet you, seeing this sign of peace and hopefully aid. And he runs up, arms outstretched. As Ziel, you are hugged by this boy, only one hand as the other is clenched onto his stuffed ragdoll. My name's Thorn. Thorn? Yeah, this is my sister Rose. Thorn and Rose, that's adorable. And and what's your sibling's name, the one that's inside? Oh, that that's Walter. Walter. You said there's a a monster? What what kind of monster? I I don't really know. I just know that mom and dad keep it in the basement. I hear it sometimes at night. It it scares us and keeps us awake. Big, small, dangerous. What is it? Sorry, where are your parents? They should be inside still, maybe. Are they the monster? I hope not. We haven't seen them in a while. Why do they keep a monster in their basement? That seems a little silly, doesn't it? I think so. Well, we will go in and check. Can you tell us anything more? Does it have fur? Does it bite? And she's like doing little like gestures like she's talking to a little kid. Does it growl? We've we never seen it before. But sometimes it goes trying to imitate a groaning of sorts. If you've never seen it, how do you know there's a monster in the basement? I'm going to shoot a look over to Theron for a second as if to be like, really? And then back to the kid. Did the monster have any smell? You mentioned a groan and, and that just makes me wonder if it if you, if you ever smelled anything coming up from the basement, if you ever thought maybe or the air was colder around the basement or anything like that. I, I don't really think so. I live here and, I don't know, it all just it smells like home. Thorn, honey, or maybe Rose, maybe what either of you could tell me. What happened to everyone else in this town? Did the monster come out of your house or did everyone just decide to leave or... I don't, I don't know. We've never seen it this empty before. Do you know Mr. Burgermaster? Kolyan and Dirovich? Oh, Burgermaster. That's what Daddy always says that he has to meet with sometimes. Yes, do you know where he lives? No. I'm gonna shoot another look over to Theron, but it's instead of the like, really? This is more like a, uh-oh, look, as I'm sort of realizing that this might not be an awesome situation. I'm gonna act like I'm scratching my shoulder, but I'm gonna sort of try and gesture as if to gesture to his sword and then re regain my arms crossed posture. I just give him a little nod of like, I get it. Osiris gonna feed these children and not imply we stab them? Yeah. <laughs> children? Wait, I'm not trying to stab children. They said there was something in the house, Osria. Try to save these children. Obviously, that's first on Tannis's mind. How about this? The church is right over there. Here, Osria can, can walk you over to the church. 
This is my friend Osria. I'm ZL. We're not we're not going without our brother. No, we're gonna go we're gonna go and get your brother, but I wanna make sure you two are safe so we can do our best job to make sure your brother is safe too. And it'll be better if you're if you're out of the way. Uh, we could we could just wait outside. We'll shut the gate. That means no one can come in. How dark is it outside? Like is it getting darker? There is almost a perpetual darkness. Since you've gotten here, hasn't gotten brighter, hasn't gotten darker. It's almost that perfect dusk right after a sunset. You can still see the sky, but the stars aren't out yet. Theron's just going to get down on one knee closer to the kids. All right. Can you give me any other details? Anything at all? Anything and everything will be welcomed. Rose, the girl, looks over at you. I mean, that's, that's all I know about the monster. The only other thing that I know is sometimes they take Walter up, not in our room. He has his own separate room. It's, it's on the third floor. We will look for your brother for you, but we need you to stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you scared? Not anymore, since you guys came. I will stick my hand out and just put it on the teddy bear. As I do, you can see that teddy bear starts to shimmer with a warm light on it, almost like a candle flame. And I'm casting light on it. You stay with the light, it will keep you safe. But like I said, stay out of the way. Yeah, yeah, well... We'll follow you up. We can wait. We have a tree we like to climb. We can wait there, and then we'll just we'll, we'll wait for you guys to come back out. You stay in that tree, and we will look for the light. Okay, okay. Well, we don't know that this has anything to do with what we're pursuing right now, but it might be related. It's worth checking out. Besides, we have to help them. Whisper towards the group as much away from the children as possible, but also understanding there's a full potential that they might hear. If this place has been abandoned for this long, why are they surprised no one's around? Well, they didn't really seem surprised by the look of the house. Maybe, maybe they're just poor, Tannis. They could just be used to living like this. Uh, right, okay, uh, that's a possibility. Just thought it was better to put my thoughts out there than, you know what, it's fine. I'll keep it to myself next time. No, no, I'm, that's not what I meant. I'm so sorry, um... I just meant, like, they could have, like, they could just be used to the way these houses look. Asriya, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna keep, like, the same, like, whispered tone. What if their parents are inside, but they're not alive? We have to help them. What do you mean we have to help them? What are we gonna do? We bury them. Maybe it's just a stray dog or a possum or something that's inside. It, they're children. We'll just go find out. You said what if their parents are not alive? I, I mean, what are we supposed to help them if their parents aren't alive? What? We'll we get there when we get there, okay? We, we could hide their bodies and then just say they went on what? a trip. We could hide the... What? No, we're not going to hide the bodies and say they went on a trip. That's an awful idea. And that's just going to lead to horrible troubles down the road. We don't do that. That's right out if they're alive or not we must know what's going on in there yeah right i agree either way we go in we find out what in the hell is going on here agreed does someone i'm not i got it i got it <laughs> then i'll go walk in first stay out here i'll know if you come in we won't thorn holds up his little raggedy doll above his head glimmering with a faint purple light 
as you guys approach the house. I'll go in first. Tannis is going to try and take up the final spot there. Osri will see this, awkwardly give it to Tannis. You'll be safe in the middle. It's okay. Theron will be close, but a comfortable distance away, but close to Z. As I take that last spot, sort of awkwardly, like, gesturing for Osri to go in in front of me, I'm going to start to follow, and I'd like to turn back for a moment and then look at the children in their tree, and I'm just going to say very awkwardly, but attempting friendly, comes across more as a lecture, though, from Tannis, and say... You watch out for each other, right? Okay. And then very awkwardly turn back and then sort of shake his head, follow the group into the house. Moving inside of the house, as you guys enter the foyer, hanging on the southern wall is a shield emblazoned with a coat of arms, a stylized golden windmill on a red field, surrounded by framed portraits of stony-faced aristocrats, Mahogany-framed double doors leading from the foyer to inside the house are set with panes of stained glass. I will open the door. As you creak open the big, wide double doors, you see a wide hall that runs the width of the house, with a black marble fireplace at one end and a sweeping red marble staircase at the other. Mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a longsword, with a windmill cameo worked into the hilt, the wood-paneled walls are ornately sculptured with images of vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs. And from here, you have four doors. You have one directly to your right. You have the staircase. You have another directly ahead of you. And two others hidden in a somewhat hallway on the western side of the first floor. Wow, the architecture's beautiful. They certainly don't look poor, or at least not before, anyways. I guess we're looking for downstairs, which I guess nothing here indicates that it goes down, right? Correct. The staircase seems to only go up. Should we maybe, like, split up so, like, some of us look for the parents and some look for the monster? I would look for the parents. I'm very okay finding their parents. That's so brave, are you sure? You know, I, like I said, I'm not very good at fighting, so like, I think I would just be a hindrance, like I'm clumsy, I accidentally hit Tannis, so. Tannis is gonna feel the like, light scabs now after the healing, they do still kind of hurt a bit. You know what, if you look for the parents, I could look for the monster. But I think Tannis's attention is sort of locked onto that. You mentioned a longsword, correct? With a windmill cameo in the hilt. That's going to catch his attention almost instinctively, like his left hand is going to sort of grab that. It does look like it's more on display. But while you're over there, why don't you give me a perception check? As we're going around, Theron is just going to be checking all of the doors just to see if they're locked or not. Not opening them, but just twisting the knobs to see if they will open. As Tannis goes over to the fireplace to check out that sword, Theron, you do a circle counterclockwise around the room. All doors have a little give as you twist the knob. They are all unlocked. We'll just take a mental note of that. That's a 16 on that perception check as well. Tannis, while you are over there, searching the walls and everything, you see serpents and skulls almost inconspicuously woven 
into the wall's decorative designs. The panels follow the staircase upward from the fireplace as they circle the room and wind with the stairs. What you saw before, at a first glance, these vines, these flowers, nymphs and satyrs prancing through a valley. The more you look at the intricate details that were carved into these panels, you see their faces shocked, frightened, as these serpents and skulls can now be seen spread throughout, whether they're writhing through the grass, climbing one of the trees, or finding a spot to strike whenever they can. The sword, however, just a sword. Can I take the sword from its display and hang on to it? You reach up, grab it off of its display, and you may store it wherever convenient. Azria. Howdy. As you make your way towards the staircase, one of the doors to your left, the western side of the house, creaks its way open. Now, whether that was Theron maybe not shutting it enough, maybe the latch just didn't click, it begins to creak open and you see a dining hall. Can I see like the tables and stuff in the dining hall? From here, you can see the head of the table. It does look like it is placed for dinner. You see silver cutlery, plates, everything all set. Is it properly set? Is it set correctly? (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed. Osria, for a split second, forgets her fear and is just so impressed by this table setting and just kind of makes her way over there. So she's going to walk west towards this dining hall. As Osria walks to the western door, Theron and Z, what are you doing on the main hall? I will probably follow Osria if I see her wander off. She would be kind of looking up the stairs, trying to listen, see if she hears anything. But if Osria wanders off, she'll follow after a moment, knowing Osria gets easily frightened. (laughs) Ziel, you follow behind Osria, who, almost like a, a young child, easily distracted from her goal, notices a object of interest and peers off without a care in the world. Theron, what are you doing in the main hall? After checking all the doors, just looking at everything else possible, anything that looks off, weird, whatever. Tannis could tell you about the paneling that he saw, the weird depictions of terror in a otherwise whimsical setting. Aside from that, nothing catches your eye right off the bat. Can I translate what Tannis would say if that was the question you asked? Please. Tannis would just, one, hold up the sword that he then tucks into his fabric belt right above the other one, and then he'll gesture vaguely to the wall. There's weird snakes in the wall. Theron would just lift an eyebrow. And... I don't know what that means, but it feels bad. I don't know. Um, what, uh, did you find anything? Doors. It's Tannis' turn to raise an eyebrow, implying... And just holds up four fingers. Just a thumbs up in return. That moment, Tannis is going to realize that we are now two instead of four. Looking around, I'm where Azria and Ziel, where did they go? I'll just point towards the stairs and just be like, eh? Wait, are you saying you know they went up the stairs or are you, is that a guess? You, me, stairs. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, let's let's go up the stairs. Yeah, let's... Uh, yeah. And then I'll move cross over towards Theron and the staircase from the fireplace. As you make your way towards the stairs, beginning to ascend, you do hear Ziel's high-heeled boots, right? Yeah. If it wasn't canon, it's canon now, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't canon, it's canon now. (laughs) I thought I caught it, but I I wasn't sure. Absolutely. Listen, I got disadvantage on stealth, so let's say yeah. As you hear her high-heeled boots clatter on the tile to your left, leading into what you can now see is a dining hall. I'm going to peer after the high heels and then just sort of glance in to see where they're headed, seeing that sort of dining hall. I assumably see Azria as well, this towering figure. Just emerging through the doorway as she begins to peer down at the dining room table. I'm going to start to say something, think better of it, turn back to Theron, gesture up the staircase, and wait for a response. Does Theron notice that they're in the the dining room? Yeah, both of you would notice. Theron will just yell in the direction of the dining room. Ladies, there's time for dinner later. Azria, as you have emerged through the doorway, the centerpiece of this wood panel dining room is a carved mahogany table surrounded by eight high-backed chairs with sculpted armrests and cushioned seats. A crystal chandelier hangs above the table, which is covered with resplendent silverware and crystalware polished to a dazzling shine. Mounted above the marble fireplace is a mahogany-framed painting of an alpine veil. Red silk drapes cover the windows in this room, and a tapestry depicting hunting dogs and horse-mounted aristocrats chasing after a wolf hang from an iron rod bolted to the south wall and the wall paneling is carved with elegant images of deer amongst the trees. Spread throughout the table, however, Azria, is a freshly prepared feast. Seared scallops with citrus pour blanc, assorted artisanal cheeses with honeycomb and crackers, duck confit, and a lemon tart with raspberry sorbet. Set, ready to be ate, all across the table. Does it feel warm? Like, is there a heat emanating from it? Slightly. See, this looks familiar. Do you think those kids were playing a joke on us? They seem so distressed. Maybe? Not to be rude to those children, I don't think they could cook something like this. The house is falling apart. I mean, it is falling apart, and there's no one else in this town, but how... Does... On the inside of the house, it doesn't really look like it's falling apart, does it? Not at all. Looks lived in. Looks noble. Slightly dirty, with some dust covering the paintings here and there. But otherwise, like a typical house. Maybe we should check out the kitchen? We can't tell Tennis that all this food is in here. I also would like to see the kitchen before any of us ingest the food. We don't know their sanitary practices. Right, that's the only... That's the only thing we need to check. Let's let's go find the kitchen, maybe. Well, where would the kitchen be? I've never been in a house this big. It's gotta be close, right? Azria, you passed a door coming into the dining hall in that little cubby area. Traditionally, in a noble house where there's a kitchen, you would put the kitchen right by the dining hall. So I think we might have passed a door for that service staff could bring food over. Yeah, let's go... Let's go check it out. 
and I'll show her my hands. They're clean. <laughs> and I'll open the door, or I guess I'll, it's the door right around the corner, so I'll go out and open the door to what we think is the kitchen, maybe? You guys come out to the two boys, just one foot on the stairs waiting to go up. Nothing in there, don't worry. And kitty corner to the dining hall leads you directly into the kitchen. The kitchen is tidy with dishware, cookware, utensils, neatly placed on shelves. A work table has a cutting board and a rolling pin atop it. A stone dome-shaped oven stands near the east wall. It's bent iron stovepipe connecting to a hole in the ceiling. And behind the stove and to the left is a thin door leading to a well-stocked pantry. You can also see that in this room, there is a dumbwaiter that you can assume would be used to send the prepared food up the different flights of stairs to whoever may be living in this house. How big is the dumbwaiter? Two foot wide. I knew someone would ask. It is so clean in here. Sorry, okay, focus. What do we come in here for? Is this food all still good? This this looks like edible to you, like it's fresh. Can I go check? Can I smell it and everything? Everything in here, from different peppers to different potatoes, any sort of food that is stocked in this pantry and or being prepared in this kitchen, seems fresh. Osria's gonna grab, is there like a fruit or something? There is at least a bowl of apples. Osria's gonna grab one and she's gonna take a bite. You take a bite. There is crunch, it's food, it's fresh, but there is no taste. It's bland. It's not even like anything touched your tongue. See, this is a weird question. Can you bite this? I, I, I don't know if maybe traveling through the fog messed up my taste buds. Sure, yeah, maybe, maybe you're congested. <laughs> take the apple and take a bite out of it. Ziel, same thing. As you continue to take a bite of the apple, you hear that nice, satisfying crunch. You feel it. It is fresh fruit, but no taste. You don't get that sweetness that you would get from an apple back in Avrosa. Maybe it's just the the species. Is that right word? What's the right word for different kinds of food? There's different types of apples, right? Yes, but they they look like apples that we would find in Avrosa. Can we try something else? We're just gonna eat. Tannis and Theron, we're gonna jump to you guys. Are you waiting at the stairs? Are you going to investigate any more on this first floor? Or are you just hanging tight until the ladies are done? I put a foot on the steps, turn to see both of them exit the kitchen. Zial very suspiciously say, there's nothing in there. To which Tannis will furrow his brows and wonder if perhaps there is in fact something in there. But my interest has been piqued by the upstairs would I have any sort of, like, understanding of the layout of a typical noble house? Or does this feel like something completely different? Just given the layout of this first floor, you kind of understand it to be somewhat of a basic rectangle. You have this main hall splitting the house directly down the middle with this spiral staircase that leads upward. You have two other sides of the house, you have the side you came in, and then you have the left side of the room, which you can now see is the dining hall, and the others have led into the kitchen. 
you can assume based off of the layout itself, nobles like to celebrate. They like to have gatherings. They like to have people. They like to entertain. You can assume that this house is set up for relaxation, entertaining. Each room has its own set purpose. What that purpose is, you don't know until doors are opened. In that case, I think I'm going to gesture to Theron, and I'm going to point to the door that he has not opened. Maybe you open that door, check out that room, and I'll go upstairs and see what's going on up there. I imagine if there is anything amiss, probably going to be on the first floor, but we might get some more answers from the bedrooms and things on the second and third floor. Theron has his hand on, like, the banister of the steps. He'll just look over towards the door, look up the stairs, and be like, okay, I get down with that. Just take his hand off the banister and start walking towards that door and slowly open it and see if anything comes from behind it. Theron, as you creak open this wooden door, nothing surprises you. However, you witness a quite grand and relaxing room. This oak paneled room looks like a hunter's den. Mounted above the fireplace is a stag's head and positioned around the outskirts of the room are two taxidermied wolves and one larger dire wolf. Two padded chairs draped in animal furs face the hearth with an oak table between them supporting a cask of wine. Two carved wooden goblets, a pipe rack, a candelabrum, A chandelier hangs above a cloth-covered table in the northwest corner, surrounded by four chairs. Behind them are two cabinets standing against the wall. You can see they are closed, and one does have a lock on it. I would like to go to all of the stuffed animals and push them over. (laughs) They are quite large. I wouldn't say there's enough room to completely knock them over. However, when you give them a nice little push, They are now almost leaned diagonally against the walls that they reside by to appear less of a threat to you. None alive. Good. Now, anything that is closed, being all the cabinets, all uh, any sort of doors or anything in here, I would just like to open everything. I'm just tearing this place apart right now. Let's do a dexterity check to see if you can open the cabinet. Oh, 13. You can see this is more so a brittle lock. It wouldn't require any sort of lockpicking tools of the sorts. You can take that sword and swing, shatter this lock. Tannis, you do hear this echo of metal on metal coming from within the room that Theron just entered. Theron, you can squeak open the cabinets. I'll freeze on the staircase and turn back over my shoulder and just call out, Everything all right? Oh, just dandy. Just a bunch of wild animals in here causing a ruckus. It's all good. What? What? Be out in a second. Theron, inside the cabinet, it looks to be a hunter's cabinet, given the den that you reside in. It holds a heavy crossbow, a light crossbow, a hand crossbow, and bolts for each weapon, along with a folded up piece of paper with don't forget written on the outside. I'm quickly going to take that folded piece of paper, put it in my pocket, grab the crossbows and all of the bolts, and bring them to outside of the door and just throw them in the middle of the grand hallway, the, the hall there. Stick my head out and just look at Tannis and be like, you want 
Tannis is going to scramble down the staircase towards the crossbows, most intrigued by the hand crossbow. Pick that up, the bolts, and then nonchalantly stuff those in his satchel before resuming his climb up the staircase. I'll pull out that note I put into my pocket and start to open that and try to read it if there's anything in it. There is indeed. I don't want to say a poem, but Theron inside is counting crows. Oh, this is far too long for me to read. Tannis, do you know how to read well? Are you still in the den? Are you calling Tannis into the den? I'm, I'm just screaming out the door, yeah. As many steps as he's ever gotten, he has just reached that one again. He's going to pinch the bridge of his nose and sigh and then turn back silently, walk back down the steps, sort of like pouting. So he's very clumping with his footsteps, walk into the room. I think this is the first time that I've actually in any way peered into this room. So I'm seeing all of this for the first time. Gonna glance around. These direwolves are now knocked over, correct? They are, but I need a constitution saving throw. How does a 21 sound? Tannis, as you enter this room, surrounded by these taxidermy trophies, your arm begins to heat up. The chain, the gears, the mechanisms within are sent into overdrive as they were at the sight of these stuffed wolves. The dire wolf especially. Strikingly white. Contrasts so perfectly with its pure black eyes. A friend. A foe. Tannis, you no longer feel comfortable in this room. And if you continue to stay here, please let me know. But your arm begins to hum faster and faster. The biggest visual difference is the expression he's wearing when he walks in is very much slightly cocked eyebrow as if to suggest some sort of sarcastic comment is coming. But the moment he crosses the threshold, his eyes lock on that white wolf his right hand clenches almost enough that his arm also bends every muscle in his arm is flexing at the same time freezes his jaw wrenches shut my first instinct is to get away my left hand instinctively hits the hilt of my sword the sword that I came in with latches onto that my eyes never meet Theron's, nor do I really even look at where Theron is in the room, and I immediately sort of like scramble back out. I'm going to try and shake my right arm out, try and get this feeling to go away, and I'm, I, I think, going to try to move up the staircase, but for a moment, I think I just sort of like prop myself up against the banister and then just take a few deep breaths before I glance half, not even fully back down the staircase, but half back over my shoulder and call out No, you, 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 uh, you bring it, uh, bring it out here uh, it, bring it out here Tannis, as you exit the threshold of that door the weight leaves you your hand the whirring, the humming slowly calms itself once more it was almost to the point of overheating, hurting you. But you are at peace again, yet still uneasy. As Azrian Ziel, after tasting some potatoes, 
tasting the food inside the pantry. Every single thing that you picked up and tried, again, fresh, almost like it was newly bought from the store or picked right out of the field. Bland. No taste, no seasoning. Nothing. Maybe you were both congested. Maybe it's like a cultural thing. You know, some use stronger spices than others and some don't. Oh, maybe. The stairs? Yeah, I, th I think the guys went up there anyways. Yeah, they've probably explored a lot up there. After you. And Osria like holds the door open. Oh, thank you. And I'll do a little curtsy and then walk out. And you both emerge from the kitchen to Tannis a couple steps up and Theron exiting the den, rejoining Tannis at the stairs. Uh, I thought you guys were doing something. You can see as Theron comes out of, of the room, he's not looking up or anything. He's just looking down at this, like trying to read this note in, in his hands. Oh, did you find something? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, here. Uh, I was just reading it. Uh, do you want to read over it? I, I can. Did you read it already? Yeah, I, I know everything in it here. And he just, like, throws it towards her. Counting crows. One for sorrow. Two for mirth. Three for a wedding. Four for a birth. Five for silver. Six for gold. Seven for a secret nerd to be told. Eight for a wish, nine for a kiss, ten a bird you must not miss, eleven for hope, twelve for health, thirteen beware of the devil himself. Yep, just as I remember. Do you want it back, Theron? Oh, no, no need. I've memorized the whole thing. It's, I get it. Oh, um, do you know what it means then? Stuff about crows. Well. Let's hope we find nine crows, and she'll go up the stairs. It does say on the back, don't forget, though. Tannis is going to turn around. He's normally pretty snippy, but I think in a rather extra snippy tone. Can we move on from the poem? And let's just finish up here, yeah? We're moving upstairs? We good with that? We can keep the note, and we can check it in every room we search. How's that? I want to hold the poem. Just keep your eyes out for crows. Just tuck into her pocket. Is Tannis still mad at me? No, he's mad at everyone all the time. Not always. But like a lot of the time. Lead the way, Tannis. Take off up the staircase. Feeling my arm. There's a lot of tension as that's not something that has happened before. Wasn't aware that was a potential. And so there's a lot of question marks now in Tannis's head that are impossible to answer so i think as he heads up this staircase his focus which was originally sort of trying to take in all of the details around trying to pick up on clues has become much more inwardly focused so he's almost blindly heading up this staircase as you all emerge to the second floor climbing this beautiful red carpeted staircase you emerge into another upper hall with unlit oil lamps mounted on the walls Hanging above the mantel place is a wood-framed portrait of a well-dressed family. You see now just two doors, one to your left, one to your right, and these doors are carved with dancing youths. The staircase also continues upward. Any crows? Theron, give me a investigation check. 
18. No crows. But as you are looking along the intricate designs of this door, you do notice the youths aren't really dancing, but are fighting off swarms of bats. You also see on the framed painting a gold plaque. It reads, The Durst Family. Gustav and Elizabeth Durst with their two smiling children, Rose and Thorn. However, cradled in the father's arms is a third child, unnamed in the plaque. A swaddled baby, which you can see the mother almost regards with a hint of scorn. And Theron, as you look at this painting, I need a wisdom saving throw. Whoa. 14. The world around you begins to fade. Your vision hyper fixates on this painting. Your peripheral begins to darken. Any semblance of room around you is gone as you are focused on this one painting. These five figures. As it begins to morph and in a flash before your eyes, you see yourself. You see another similar to you, much younger. You as well in this painting. And the third unnamed swaddled baby is now a small little girl. You three are standing together, posing for a painting. Happy, dressed, all together like a family. Until the father starts to morph in this painting. Tall, slender, dark, you can't make out any facial features. Nothing. Except for a hand with a blade across the young girl's throat. And the mother, who looked at everyone with scorn and disgust, turns into pure darkness. You see caved-in eyes, pools of black. You see large wings, the silhouette of feathers. And you hear in your mind, It's so good to see you again. And for today, that's a wrap. No. What do you mean that's a wrap? I disagree. Oh, my God. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you all for being here. This has been so much fun. I am so excited for you all to explore the rest of the Durst Family Manor. We will see you in two weeks. I would like everyone to join me in a goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Miss you. I'm so excited for next one. <sighs> Are we level two yet? Wandering around the house? So we're looking at it in cardinal directions. Great. You assume I know my directions. <laughs> Never eat soggy worms. Come on. Soggy, soggy waffles. Never soggy eat soggy waffles. worms. Come Why on. Why would you eat yes. not soggy worms? <laughs> worms are naturally soggy. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's why you never Dry eat them. Dry worms? Don't be a fucking coward. Eat it raw. Eat it fresh, Vince. Never eat soggy worms. Okay, let's just stick with waffles. I can't believe you say worms. That's the way I grew up with it. I just found out more about Theron than I... <laughs> <laughs>